Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bird Game Podcast. Alex Turner here. Don't forget, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify Podcasts. All you got to do is go in the search bar, type in Bird Game. Here we cover everything Eagles, and we truly bleed green. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get on to the episode. Oh, it's the Bird Gang Podcast. Oh, yeah. Podcast of NC, episode number five. We got my man Alex Turner, my double dog Stephen Boyd, and myself Les Jennings, the three biggest Philadelphia Eagles fans on this planet. You can't find nobody. I don't care who you are, where you at on this earth that's bigger than us, unless it's God Himself. And even then, I got to challenge his credentials. What up, fellas? How's everybody doing, man? How was the weekend for you guys? And good weekend, good weekend. That's hot, right. but good weekend. That's right, hot, hot out here in the NC, and uh, you know, just happy to get through another week of this COVID, baby. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thank you guys, and also thank you to the and again. Um, we are now on episode number five, as I mentioned earlier, um, and none of this could be possible without you guys, man. We love doing the content. And we just appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and listening to us, okay? Uh, so today we got a few topics we're going to talk about. Um, as you diehard Philadelphia Eagles fans know, we had a interesting week um, from our birds, of course, but also around the league, okay? So some of the topics we are going to touch on today um, include Deshaun Jackson's tweet or his in- Instagram story, uh, rather. Um, we're going to definitely touch on that. Patrick Mahomes, or as Uncle Shea Sharp says, Patrick Mahomes. Boy. He got some, he got, he got a couple dollars. He got a couple dollars. All right. Um, ESPN, this is not topic right here. ESPN released their top 10 quarterback rankings this week. Okay. They got Carson Wentz listed at rank number eight. Uh, is that too high? Too low? Just right. All I know is it's above Dak Prescott. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Evil. <laughs> we have to, we're going to discuss that. After we finish with that, we're going to talk about our guy, all three of us. We all love Baldy, man. He sent out a tweet, interesting tweet this morning about Philadelphia Eagles fans may have something to get excited about. This week, so we're going to discuss what that possibly could mean for our squad. And then um, just a few moments ago, before we actually got live with you guys, uh, there was a tweet sent out that the Washington team, remember, we don't say that name, 
Okay. Um, they're going to be changing. They're going to be retiring that name and then letting us know what the new name will be tomorrow morning. So, of course, the three of us, as well as you guys, um, will be tuned in to find out what the new team name will be. So let's kick it off, guys. All right. First topic is number one. We're going to talk about Deshaun Jackson's Instagram post earlier this week. Um, man, whew. You guys know, man, it's just in the climate that we live in today, um, the word racism, man, it's a firecracker, man. It's just a firecracker. So, you know, what do we think that he meant by it? Okay, Uh, should the Eagles have released him Um, or uh, remember back to 2013 with Riley Cooper saying the N word at a concert to several African-Americans? He was not released by the team. Um, So do you think that played a part in not releasing Deshaun Jackson? Okay, let's dive into the topic. I got my boy, Steve. Talk to him, man. What are your thoughts? Okay, this is a very heavy topic. It's very loaded. So I'm sure probably throughout the course of this discussion, we're all going to be bouncing off of each other because there's a lot. There's a lot to take in. Now, what I think is that um, I think the Eagles handled it. Ultimately, in the end, they handled it. They handled it right. I was watching um, <clears throat> Undisputed one day this week, and I usually don't watch Undisputed, but but since I heard saw one of my boys was like, oh, Shannon Sharp going in on the Eagles. So I said, okay, after work, I'm going to go look up Undisputed and see what he was talking about. He, Shannon Sharp said he had a discussion with Deshaun Jackson. They actually personally talked about the, the whole incident. And what he got from it is that Deshaun, he did, he didn't do his homework before he started reposting. He saw some things that he agreed with and just jumped out the window with. He didn't really do his homework. He didn't check to see what he if what he was posting was really factually accurate or not. Also, what he did was he played the assumption game. He said, "I meant this by it. I meant that by it." And Shannon was like, well, yeah, but you didn't provide any context. You just straight up posted a statement that was said and didn't even put your feelings behind it or any disclaimers or anything. Now, what he was saying basically was that Deshaun, what Deshaun was saying was that he feels that black people, if they stick together, they realize their power, they can achieve a lot in this world. That was the main absolutely what Deshaun was saying. But that did not come across. He didn't provide any context. He didn't put any caveats or anything on that. So it was easy to see how his message got lost and it was taken a certain way by the media. Absolutely. Absolutely. I totally agree. Um, The great Herman Edwards. Shout out to Miracle in the Meadowlands, number one. (laughs) You Giants fans, (laughs) if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. All you had to do was nail on the ball, man. Just nail on the ball. But no, not, you know, hey, I'm sorry. I digress. Shout out to Herman Edwards, man. You know, people make fun of him. Um, He's always giving you a soundbite. Okay, you know, you play to win the game. That's the number one soundbite. You know, between him and, and uh, Dennis Green, um, if you want to crown him, then crown him. But, you know, Herman Edwards, you know, he has this thing where he was teaching in the rookie symposium he does every year. I know exactly and where you're going. 
Uh, and he tells them, he tells all the players, don't hit send. Just don't do it. And if you're going to do it, you're going to be on ESPN. And he gives you the actual sound of dun 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 So I say that to say, man, listen, D-Jack, I understand where you're coming from, but you really should have done your research, like Stephen said, um, and just – I mean, you mentioned Hitler, man. You gotta, you gotta understand what that name means. That name carries weight in this world. That I'm talking about tons and tons of weight in this world, man. And the destruction that he caused, um, I really, it was a poor judgment call on Deshaun, although I understand what he was trying to say. It was just a poor judgment call on his end. And um, Alex, I want to apologize to you. I was actually supposed to swing it over to you. Um, I just wanted to, yeah, I just wanted to take, you know, um, just touch on what Steven has said. But uh, Alex, let me know what your thoughts are, man. And um, what do you think? Well, I think if uh, if anything, uh, Deshaun is guilty of basically, as kind of Steve alluded to, not uh, clarifying what he meant and not, you know, um, choosing the right words to a degree. Uh, I, I think what he did more or less was take some words into context and it was used what he wanted to pass on the, the, the scripture, not scripture, but the like script that he wanted to use was engulfed in other like words. And he only wanted to use a little portion of it, you know, and that comes as less said, not doing his research. As Steve said, in, in today's America and, you know, with the whole black lives matter movement and everything that's going on in this country, um, race, uh, racism and the tensions is at an all time high. Okay. And I, I, I could probably tell you this, Steve, unless y'all could probably say the same thing. We stand for obviously the right, you know, and, and that's the thing about history right now. Do you stand on the right side or are you going to stand on the wrong side? Like they did for the past, I don't know, 400 years. So it, it, it's going to be where you're at with it. Okay. So I, I can tell you right now, and you could tell it. You could say it too, Steve. Unless we know Deshaun Jackson is not racist, we we both know that. Okay, absolutely, but, absolutely. But the, yeah. but the initial post he used was a quote from from Farrakhan, wasn't it? I think that's the yeah. He started off with right. a few Farrakhan stuff, right? There. So the quote was okay. So Hitler had said, you know, blank, blank, and blank. And the minute you use the word, so the trigger was the word Hitler, right? So. That's where Deshaun's wrong because what Hitler did caused a lot of pain for the, those that are in the Jewish community, and um, you know, <clears throat> Holocaust and everything. That that was a very tragic time. Okay, and that's nothing even to even to use as a reference point. It could have he could have got made the same point in a different direction. So that's where I fought Deshaun for not thinking about that. Because you are in a, you're an uh, athlete that Jewish kids probably look up to you, you know Jewish Jewish uh, adults that watch here, that live in the Philadelphia area that watch you play football, you know 
So it's not thinking about them. And sometimes as an athlete, you forget they're, they're humans, they're people. They make mistakes. Yeah. You know, he made yeah. a mistake, you know what I mean? And at the root of it, he was just trying to say something about, uh, you know, black people, about something Hitler said about basically the power that black people could potentially use if they were to rise up together. Essentially something like that. They had knew the power they had together as one. They could overthrow this and that. But it got it got covered in the fact that it is Hitler. Okay, so, you know, I don't I don't think he's in the right at all. I think it's wrong for what he did and he apologized and I think the media is always gonna he, you know, he has a certain platform. So the media is always gonna back backlash the athlete. You know, I don't think he should have got cut. I think the Eagles handed it fantastically. And I think it just shows how great our organization is. Right, guys? We could take a second that our yes, organization yes. handles stuff really well. To Jeffrey Lurie, to Howie Roseman, that's that's something that as an Eagles fan, you have to be very confident and very happy about that we handle situations well like this and we're not some of these other organizations. So Absolutely. I think I think that was handled well. I think he did the right thing. You already talked to Julian Edelman. You saw that. He, they're going to go to both the museums, the African-American Museum and then the uh, Holocaust Museum. That's a great point there. And then he already talked with that survivor. I think he was like 90-some years old. I don't know how old he is. Um, he talked with him. That shows a lot. That's a lot of character to actually do those things. So um, all in all, on my side, I mean, and, and I want to hear more from you guys, but I, I just want to say yeah. that I think he he's taking the right steps. A lot of people, especially Deshaun is older, you know, and it shows to his maturity. If this was him when he was younger, when he first was the Eagle, I could see him being like, man, I ain't doing that stuff. Just cut me, you know. So I think him showing those signs is a great step and a great move for Deshaun. Yeah, I want to piggyback off something you said earlier, Alex. You talked about how our leadership is very good and they make usually make good decisions. Yeah. A lot of people may not know this, but our owner Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman, they both are Jewish. They're both Jewish, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yep. They could have yep. taken that and super been personal. Personally offended mm-hmm. and were like, We're gonna get you out the paint. But they, they, they called him. Do. They both called and spoke to him. And mm-hmm. they probably said, Hey man, I know where you're getting at. But you gotta understand where it's offensive on my side, and that 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 truly, guys, that's what America needs to do more of. You know, listen, explain. Like, yeah, you said something a little racist, and or you said something not even racist, a little offensive, because of X, Y, and Z. Instead of going straight to, we like to go straight to pointing the finger to cancel mm-hmm. him. You know how everybody's saying now, cancel him. Cancel culture. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cancel yeah. this person. Cancel that person. Why don't we talk? Have an open conversation. Explain it. You know, and that's what they're doing with Deshaun, and I think he's receiving it very well, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. Definitely agree with you, man. Definitely agree with you. And, I, and like I said, I think um, one of the things that you said, Alex, and I didn't even think about because, I mean, it's to be expected because I love our front office. But people don't understand how well the Philadelphia Eagles are run. Okay, I mean, Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, um, just class personified, man. Top notch guys. And Doug Peterson. Oh, yeah. Doug's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I was speaking more management. Um, But, you know, they just do. 
a, a, a wonderful job, man. And I, one of the things, one thing I will say though, is I believe, you know, the Riley Cooper incident played a role in the fate of Deshaun Jackson being decided, which ultimately, you know, as we all know, um, resulted in him not being cut, staying with the team. Because let me say this, and it's one of the things I was actually speaking to another Eagles fan um, online, and I told him, I said, listen, you know, if the Eagles cut Deshaun Jackson, it's going to be 10 times worse than the actual quote by Deshaun Jackson or the picture that was posted of a quote by Deshaun. It's going to be 10 times worse because you had Raleigh Cooper at a concert calling multiple people the N-word and then saying he was going to do physical harm to them, right? And you decided to keep him. You sent him home from training camp. Oh, we're going to punish you. You sent him home from training camp, and then he came back. You know, I think you gave him a uh, sensitivity class that he had to complete, and then he came back. So I say that to say, you know, the precedent was already set. If they had released Raleigh Cooper, you know, then cool. Let it go. Then fine. If they would have chose to do that with Deshaun Jackson, you have no argument with me because you're consistent. Of course, I would have been upset, but at the end of the day, you've been consistent. You know what's what, right? Right. You, you um, would have been upset clearly from an eagle, like a, a, a eagle fan standpoint, right? Absolutely, 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 absolutely. I would have been. I'm ta- I'm speaking just as a fan at that point, exactly. Um, because because you know, again, I, I, let me just say this to my Eagles listeners: I love you guys. Um, Whatever your background is, I love you guys, okay? Um, And I don't want to say I put Deshaun Jackson scoring a touchdown over where we are as a nation and where we come from. I don't want to confuse the two. There is no comparison, okay? Um, I was just thinking of a fan. You know, we definitely need him, and he would help our team. We all want to see the Eagles do well. We can agree there. Um, You know, so – that's the thing, man. He he, you got to keep him, and we just move on and do what we do. Like I said, it's it's pretty much it's pretty much died down, though. If you think about it, um, that that's just where we are right now. Um, and, and we'll we'll see we'll see what happens going forward. You know, right? right. And, I, and I think yep. the Eagles them saying in their in their uh, statement they released, they did state in, out of everything I read. Uh, out of that paragraph, they said toward the end, we take these matters very seriously and are committed to continuing to have productive and meaningful conversations with Deshaun as well as uh, as well as all of our players and staff in order to educate, learn, and grow. That's, again, man, how great this organization is. That's very important. They're taking this situation as a learning point and saying they disciplined him you know, hey, you not you can't say things like that. You know, especially as a player of this organization, as a, a player of this club in the NFL. You know, you being an NFL player is a uh, is something that you don't we don't have to have. You know what I'm saying? You're playing on the highest level. You're a role model. It's inappropriate what you said. 
okay, regardless of his intentions, because they could have, because clearly he meant something else. But as we said, it didn't, that didn't come across first. What came across first was he used Hitler's quote. So the fact that they're so willing to say, you know, we're committed to continuing the conversation and you can see the proof. They did that, right? They continued the conversation. They said, okay, we need you to do X, Y, and Z to, to, so you get a better edit. You know, understanding and educate yourself so you can be what? Less ignorant. The whole thing about being people call people ignorant. The definition of ignorant is not being educated on something, not knowing, right? So instead of just cutting him, as we were talking, as you said, Les, that won't solve anything, right? Him doing taking these steps is a lot better. And, and it, 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 it's a great example for not only the Eagles, not only the NFL, but it's a great example for us as a nation, as you said, Liz. It's a great example of how we can grow and change as a, as a society, as a people, as the human race. If we have issues where somebody says something that you don't like, let's, let's show you the other side of the coin. You know, See the other side for one day or for or half a day for a couple hours so you can understand why that word you used or that quote you used or that stereotype you used. Well, it doesn't matter why it's offensive, right? So it's really nice to see the Eagles doing that, you know, and, and we're, we're three black guys. So it's good to see that they're taking it in a, in a, in a stance where they are trying to educate, even though it's a black man that made a, a, a a comment about Jewish uh, quote, put a quote up about a Jewish. It, it it doesn't matter. Anybody can be in a situation where they say something or do something that's offensive to someone else. So again, it speaks to volumes to the Eagles, man. And, and, and it's good to see that both of you guys are on the same page and that we all kind of, you know, understand it to a degree. So. Absolutely. Yeah. And absolutely. And one thing you in this world is, that wasn't the first time, Absolutely. and it's not going to be the last time that somebody says something that's out of pocket or whatever, intentionally and, or unintentionally. And right, and this one, offend. right. But how you handle it, right. how you handle and it this might is be what example really for, Hey, say the next team is the Texans. Um, it's just an example. Say somebody, a player says something. This is a good template for other, okay, the X player said this. We talked to him. We spoke to him. We didn't immediately cut just cutting people in the NFL over stuff like this because of what's going on, it shows that the NFL and the team isn't caring about because, as as you know, you're we're all like I said, we're all uh, black men. We more than anything want people to understand, right? We want to be like, oh, you can't just say, oh, we stand with black people, Black Lives Matter. You got to understand why, why we're upset, why we want these things, why we are Breonna Taylor. Um, the people that the, the cops that did it, why we want them arrested? George Floyd, why we wanted them arrested? Because it's wrong because of X, Y, and Z. Not just because, yeah, Black Lives Matter, obviously. And the same reason why the people will say all lives, oh, all, you know, there's people out there that say all lives matter. That's not what's important. What's important here is black people are the ones dying at a really high rate with the police. This is why. See it from our side. Understand the angle we're coming from. See it see why we're rallying and stuff and protesting because we're trying to end racism. We're trying to do it because see what's going on. And the good thing about what they did with Deshaun is they said, Deshaun, go to the Holocaust Museum. See what they went through. Understand the pain, the suffering, 
and all that. So it's good to see that they care more about that than just cut. Let's just cut them and get. And I don't want the bad press. You know, what I'm saying almost yeah. like a Patriots yeah. move. Patriots are so quick to, you know, Bill Belichick would just be like, I don't want to do it. Cut them. You know, and it doesn't solve anything. You know, so it, it's good to see the Eagles being a, a step like let's say a step or class above a lot of the other teams. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, thank you guys for, for definitely speaking on that topic, man. I know it's kind of tough, um, you know, but had to be touched on and we were able to do it. Um, let's take on, take a look at topic number two, guys. Patrick, my homeboy, just got, he, he just hit the jackpot. You know what I mean? The Chiefs back. The whole Brinks truck up for the man and gave him a black uh, a blank check and said, "Man, just write whatever you want." That boy said, "All right, I'm gonna do half a Billy." <laughs> and he and Mr. Hunt just went ahead and signed it. So let's discuss that, man. Um, it, first of all, it, I mean, is he worth that much money, man? Four hundred, potentially if he hits his, his uh, incentives, it's five hundred and three million. Now, I don't count nobody's money, but let's talk about it in a football sense, okay? Is he worth that much money? And how many Super Bowls or how many more Super Bowls does he have to win in order for someone to say he was worth that contract, okay? And the second part of that question I want to know, what do you guys feel that it means for Dak Prescott's contract? Okay, let's take a look at this topic. Alex, what are your thoughts? Well, I just want to say first, good Lord, that's a lot of money. <laughs> Loud. Uh, but uh, personally, I love Patrick Mahomes, man. I think he's fantastic. Um, I think he's a uh, great, great player. He's, you know, for, for him to be a young guy, he really has a concept and a grasp on the NFL, what it means to be a star athlete what it means to be the face of the NFL, and what it means to be the guy for the franchise. So he has it all together. His dad actually was a professional athlete, so I think some of that helps him. But all together, the package he has for being in the league, what, three years? Is he third, fourth year? He's third, I think. Um, it's fan. Yeah. It's fan. He's the Super Bowl, and he has an MVP. The sky's yep. the limit for him. So um, – Technically, he—if you this is a touchy subject, but that's kind of where Wentz would have been <laughs> if you didn't get right. hurt. He would have been yeah, and probably had a Super Bowl ring too. But I digress. That's All in the same season. That's in the saying. same season. That's, that's another kind of, as Hold that thought, though. Hold that thought. But uh, anyways, um, I will say this about the contract. I, I, I'm happy for him. Okay, I love that he got it. There is one issue I had. And I'm gonna I'm um I'm gonna give the credit to where I heard it from first from Rob Parker, he does the uh, t- uh, podcast and a show with uh, Chris Broussard on uh, Fox Sports. Uh, it's a great show, by the way. But anyways, I was listening to him and he said he doesn't mind the money, but it's the fact that, and I agree with him on this, Patrick Mahomes, his deal is worth it, but he could have been the first NFL quarterback and black NFL quarterback at that to say, I want my contract fully guaranteed. He could have pushed for that. Okay? He, yep. He's in a great opportunity. Chiefs would have had to give him that. You already said, Les, they gave him the checkbook, write what you want on it. 
he could have been like, I want my whole contract. It did less, like five years, fully guaranteed. And they couldn't negotiate the money down or whatever, but I think he's the only person in the NFL right now that could have got that deal done. And it speaks a lot to future quarterbacks guaranteeing their money, guaranteeing the bag. So I don't like that he didn't go for that. I had to ding him on that. Uh, but I still like the deal. As far as Super Bowls, um, I think he'll get some more. The way it's set up, he'll get a couple more until they have to start really paying him that backload of that contract. And then I think it might dip. But I think they'll be just like the Patriots. They'll always be in it. They'll never not be in it. As long as he's healthy and he's on the field, they got a shot. Um, three Super Bowls would probably be worth the, the deal, but a little dynasty. But, you know, if he, gets, if he only gets one more, I think I think they'll still make their money. So I don't think that'll matter. Now, as far as Dak Prescott, y'all saw the joke I said. He's going to come back. He's going to come. He's going to come from the bill. Nah, but Dak, Dak, Dak lost leverage, man. He lost leverage with this deal because if he wants a mega, super mega contract, he ain't that. <laughs> he ain't Patty Mahomes, okay? So I think he lost leverage, and I think his deal is going to – the Cowboys, if they're smart, which getting rid of J, uh, Jason Garrett uh, shows that they are pretty pretty smart in that in that sense and they haven't had a deal done yet, I think they're going to lower it down. So I think Dak screwed the pooch, as they say. Gotcha. Gotcha. I agree with you, man. Um, Steven, what are your thoughts? Is Mahomes worth it? Yes. <laughs> that man is the future of quarterbacking in the NFL. He has all the arm talent you need. He is just as mobile. As, I ain't going to say he's as mobile as – Michael Vick or Lamar Jackson, but as you see, he got the wheels and he can get it done. He is he, I forget when, when they said I think it was last year when his first, in the middle of his first year starting, he said he's finally learning how to start reading Oh, that, right. oh that was crazy. Yeah, that was crazy. If he's just now starting to learn how to read defenses imagine what it's going to be like when he's mm. 30 years old. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Scary. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a he's a bad boy, and yeah. and, I, and I'm glad you brought that up, though, Stephen. Not to interrupt you, but really quickly uh, for our listeners, that was actually one of the things I I, I mentioned about Carson Wentz through his 2017 um, campaign. I'm going to talk to you about that about him reading defenses and what I thought, and I have somewhere um, a message, um, not a message. I was on an Eagles message board. And um, I mentioned something similar to what we said about Patrick Mahomes just now. So I'm going to touch on that in our next segment. I just wanted to put that out there. Sorry to interrupt you, Stephen. Um, let, let me know what you think. Dak Prescott, man. <laughs> All right. Well, let me get back um, back into uh, how many Super yeah. Bowls is it going to take for That's hard to say because it's all, that's really circumstantial. You can have – Say he has um, – let's go back to 2010. Aaron Rodgers wins his first Super Bowl. The next year they go 15-1. and We're like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, he's about to change the game. And from a talent and statistical standpoint, he did. Aaron Rodgers really did change the game. For the longest time, we were saying that he is the most talented quarterback we've ever seen. A lot of people were saying he is the GOAT because of his skill set. But how many more Super Bowls did he end up winning? I think the Chiefs are a better organization than uh, 
than the Packers. Yeah. I agree with you there because Green Bay is notorious. Yeah, they wasted cheap. him a little bit. For whatever reasons. I, I I definitely agree with you there. So to say say if um Mahomes has continues to put up these eye popping stats for the next ten years or so and for whatever reason they don't win another Super Bowl, say they might get there and lose twice. He might have somebody injuries might derail him a little bit, but he plays great. Is he worth is it worth it? Yeah. But did he win any more Super Bowls? I don't think Super Bowls are the exact criteria to say whether he was worth it or not because Eli Manning won two Super Bowls. Was Eli Manning all that great? No. no. So would no. him just being an MVP <laughs> talent, like an all star for the his whole yeah. majority of that contract, you think that would kinda that'd be more, more worth the money? And, yeah, and the reason why another reason why too is because of that is because of his style of play and how good he is. It and because it's not Green Bay, like you brought up earlier, they will actually open up the checkbook and as much as they can with a five hundred million dollar quarterback, but they will open up their checkbook and they can attract other talent to put around them, therefore making the winning a little more conducive, a little more easier for them than Aaron Rodgers had right. in Green Bay. Right. Yeah. So what about what about compared to Dak? What you think? Okay, now here's I'm a for Dak. It's two. You can look at it two ways. You could say his um, annual or per year rate could have went up. He could have possibly asked for maybe get that thirty-four or thirty-five million per year that he's looking for, because with Patrick Mahomes going up to over forty, however high ends up, that that changes the the pay structure because you know when you're dealing with that franchise tag. It's like the an average of the top five or however many at the position. So Patrick Mahomes getting that forty plus million per year pushes that average up. So he may get more per year. Here's where it hurts Dak. Dak only wants a four year contract because he wants to hit payday right now, play well, then boom, hit another payday before he starts getting a little older. By Mahomes going ten years. Dallas can be like, okay, Patrick Mahomes with 10 years. You can give us five. You can give us six. And and he might be stuck. He may have to give him five or six. So it's if he wants that short-term payout, so boom, he can hit another big payday. That's he, what he's he's not worried. If he just he's not worried about game, man. No, he's not. <laughs> I, I don't think no. Is, is that worth it? No. But is he going to get it? That's another question. And I think he's going to get it because Dallas has no choice unless they decide to go in another direction. So right you now, think he'll use this as like, oh, well, you, my offer is not even that bad, basically. Like, kind of like that. My offer was even – my offer was yeah. reasonable almost. Yeah, but at the same time, I saw a report today that said that Dak and Dallas are not still not wow. even close. So I don't know – what the holdup is now. I didn't t- click on it and see what it was talking about. Mm-hmm. You know how you're just scrolling through and you just see headlines. So, but um, Dak Prescott, if he can, if he just decides to just hum- humble himself, say, okay, look, I got to go ahead and get something, he should be fine. And Dallas, I can see Dallas getting well, 34. Well, since he did the franchise yeah. tender, if he doesn't, you know, if he rides that through the year and he plays poorly, like not as good as he did last year, or gets hurt, 
Oh yeah, yeah he can definitely yeah, hurt himself then. That way, yeah. He's banking on himself. He's banking on himself. Yeah. We'll see. I think, um, I mean, it's an interesting thing, man. Like I said, my thing is, you know, for for that type of money, the length of it, man, I got to see him win. He's already got one Super Bowl. He's got to get at least two more. Um, to, 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 for it to not really be a discussion. If he gets one more, then it's it's still going to be a discussion, but you can lean either way. If he gets two more, then, I mean, it's solidified, man. It don't even matter at that point. Um, that's just my thoughts on it. As far as Dak is concerned, man, I, I don't know what his – apparently his agent is telling him one thing. Look, every, everything that Jerry Jones puts on the table, his agent saying, nope, he's pushing it back. And I don't know what's going on there. Um my personal thoughts, just seeing how Jerry has always paid players that he wants and he's paid them. Uh, uh, I mean, like he's paid them market value in even a little bit more. Right. He's always done that. Um, and you got to go back to Emmett Smith in 1992 where he was when he held out for two games before Jerry ultimately caved in and paid him. You got to go back then to find out, man, Jerry really don't want to pay nobody. Blah. Nah, I, I think Jerry, just like really real football enthusiasts know, Dak Prescott is not worth the $40 million mark. He's not. He's not that type of quarterback, okay? He's a quarterback that needs to be surrounded by talent that can offset his deficiencies, okay? Um, To me, a perfect number is, and I would say you put him in the Carson Wentz, Jared Goff range, and not saying that he's better than those guys or anything like that. I'm just saying, you know, that's the class that he's in. Go ahead and pay the man around that number. I I think Wentz's number was at 32. Goff was at 33. Go ahead and pay him 34, man. It doesn't mean – Nah, negative. Give that man hey. Ryan Ryan Tannehill money. Nah, he, I don't hey, know about that man. He plays uh, just like Ryan Tannehill. Watch Ryan Tannehill. Watch how he plays. Watch watch him. Ryan Tannehill had him. Who's his running back? Derrick Henry. All right then. Who who was some of his weapons on the house? He he had some great receivers this year. He had he had yeah. better receivers, right? Okay. Yeah, he had that, he had that rookie receiver out of uh, Ole Miss boy AJ Brown's a monster. I'm trying to tell you, and their O line is really good too. Tennessee has a good O line. That's something they fixed last year that got them in the playoffs this year, and how they made it so far. He is basically a Ryan Tannehill. I, I'm not saying that he can't be better than Ryan Tannehill. But the way he plays and the, the way they set the offense up around him, it's just like Ryan Tannehill. And, and literally, Ryan Tannehill has a twenty-some million dollar. You know what I'm saying? I don't think thirty-some. Yeah, but I Jack, just he hasn't won. But matter of fact, the, ten, the Titans won more playoff games than he has. Ryan Tannehill won more playoff games. Yeah, but I, I, Jack is Bro, better than Ryan. Not as far as the playoffs. <laughs> not as far as Jack the is better than Ryan Tannehill. He's got more playoff wins. Also, another thing you got to look at too is when these contracts come into play. It's um, 
box office has a lot to do with it. That's what Stephen A. Smith turned box so office plays, has a lot to do with it. You're the Yeah, mm-hmm. basically. I mean, I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's just the way the way things work. He's he generates a lot of income. A lot of um revenue for that team. He has endorsement deals and right. everything like that because he's the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Let me ask you this question: mm-hmm. Is he better than Tony Romo? No. Okay. No, I wouldn't say not 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 at this no. point in his career. No. So he doesn't need that contract. That that's my opinion. If he was better than Tony Romo right now, I'd give that man thirty, forty, whatever he's looking at. I'd give it to him, but he's not. So I, I I think the Cowboys are right for franchising him. Tag him, and if he has that year, he wants to a deep playoff run. Did what Tony couldn't do, right? Get him. Say theoretically, he got him to a Super Bowl. They lose the Super Bowl. At that point, you're worth the money you want. Right now, he's just he's he's uh, he's good. He's not great. He's just good. You really yeah. want to give that much money to a good QB? I mean, I mean, good. You got. Good QBs all around the league getting paid though, man. Tannehill is a good QB. He's not better than Dak though. Um, let's not let's. I mean, I understand the hatred we have for the Cowboys, but let's let's you know keep keep it real here. Tannehill, he's not he's not better than Dak at all. Like you can't even make an argument for him to be. He's just not. Yeah, but um, Dak, but Dak has everything that he wants. He's got a he's got a great O line, great weapons, good running back. He had a he had a subpar head coach, but he had a good offensive coordinator. You know, he had some continuity there with the team. You know, he um, he he's majority healthy most of the time. You know, no injuries like Wentz. But he hasn't faced a lot of injuries. You know, he didn't have to face a whole team get decimated with injuries and still try to win the playoff, get into the playoffs. He hasn't had a lot of adversity, man. Let's be honest. And yeah. yet. And yeah, yet but... he wants all this money. I just there's nothing. There's nothing on his resume. You know why? Like, Damn, he did that. There's nothing on there. You know why? Because because it's 2020 now, and that's as the years go on, the money gets bigger and bigger, and that's the going rate for quarterbacks right now. <sighs> so that's he can command that kind of type of salary, and somebody's going to pay him. If it's not Dallas, somebody. Yeah, I think he. Yeah. I think he should go to another. Honestly, if he was, if I was him, I'd go to a team that's more needy of a quarterback, especially the beginning of next year. Um, that is in that top draft pick. Like obviously, somebody's going to get uh, the kid out of Clemson, you know. And I think if yeah. you're in that third pick, man, make the trade for him, man. I mean, you know, because realistically, the Cowboys, the way their offense is set up, they don't need to go all in on the quarterback. They could have Ryan Tannehill step in. They can have Andy Dalton step in probably and win some football games. So uh, we can move on because I can go all day on this and, and we probably won't see eye to eye. But again, Patrick Mahomes is, if he's the, he's the cream of the crop, the top of it, Dak isn't in that 30, 30, what do you want? 34, 35, something around there. Uh, yeah. He's yeah. not worth that, man. And, and no, he I mean, he's not. he's not, he's man. not, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's not worth that, but again, you know, it's just that's just where the market is, man. That's just where the market is for them. So, you know, that's cool, man. Speaking of market, uh let's take a moment to pay some of these bills um and give a thanks to our sponsorship. Okay. Welcome back listeners uh to the podcast. Episode number five. Uh, we're moving on to topic number three. Uh, 
uh, ESPN released a top 10 quarterback rankings list uh, two days ago. And um, our boy, Carson Walk it to him wins listed at number eight. All right. So what I want to know from you guys, um, is that too low? Per, I'm going to tell you right now. Personally, I think it is, but we'll get to that. Um, is it just right um, or is it too high for him? Okay. We're going to talk about what quarterback that's not on this list should have been on this list. And we're going to talk about a quarterback who's on this list who should not be on this list. So let's go ahead and, and, and kick this topic off. Uh, Steven, what are your thoughts? Okay, so uh, before we get into my thoughts, I'm gonna, I have the list right here. I'm going to just read off the top ten. I'm going to start at ten. I'm sorry, hold on, before you do that, up. hold on. Before you, ten, we have Matthew Stafford. Who, who did this poll? Right. Oh, was it ESPN staff? Or? Yes, yes. So it was – no, nah, it was actually 50 people, and it consisted of ESPN's analysts, football analysts, former pro NFL players, oh. scouts, and NFL personnel. Oh, oh! Wow! Okay, okay. So it's 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 legit. It ain't no staff and take a vote and we just can't. Okay. Nah, it's legit people who came up with a rating system. Um, and I think something they said for Carson Wentz, he finished on out of everyone's. The highest he finished, I think, was six. The lowest he finished was eleventh or twelfth, I believe. Oh, out out of the votes, so they said the highest votes he got, and then the lowest. The highest vote he, yep, in the rankings was okay. number six. Make, the make lowest sure, was. Uh, mm-hmm. Make sure you say that too, Steve. What the the player like once you get toward the top five, if you want to throw in there with their highest and lowest ranking, I'm curious. So. No, I don't think. I don't, okay, I don't necessarily. Oh, okay. I don't have that right with me. Okay. I don't have that with me right now. But go ahead, continue. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay, so all right, so all right, ten. We got Matthew Stafford, nine. Dak Prescott, eight. Our boy, our boy Carson Wentz, seven. Tom Brady, six. Lamar Jackson, five. Drew Brees, four. Deshaun Watson, three. Aaron Rodgers, two. Russell Wilson, and of course Lamar Jackson. They criminally. Oh my. Okay, so what do I think? <laughs> yeah, we we gonna get into that later. So, but what do I think of uh, Carson Wentz being eight? I believe I said it in – I can't remember which week it was, but on this podcast I said that I did have him in the, in my top five. So I will go ahead and put Carson Wentz in my top five. I have, I have him leapfrogging Tom Brady and Drew Brees because I believe because of their age. Yes, they achieved a lot, but in on you know, this day in 2020, I don't think they are as quite as good as their historical rankings are. So I'll, I will put Carson above them. So right now – it's a matter of Deshaun Watson, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson in that in that four, five, six range, and I'm going to put Carson in the top five. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, so you got him in your top five. You obviously you did a little bit of shuffling around. Um, yeah. Let's take a look at who's not on this list. Okay, so we got the top 10. So we're looking at the bottom 22. Okay, who do you think should have been on this top 10 list that's not on it right now? Okay, I have three guys who can't who could very well possibly get into the top five next year, depending on how they play this year. And I think they probably really are top 10 talents, one being 
Cam Newton, who mm-hmm. didn't play really for the last two years. So people, I think that's more like people forgot about him. Ben Roethlisberger, we didn't see him last year. Man, I see him for one game. He may still be, be, be that guy. I need, I need to see him fall off the cliff before I, I push him off. And then the, another guy is last year's offensive rookie of the year, Arizona Cardinals mm-hmm. Yeah, he's getting a lot of love, man. He's getting a lot of love for this upcoming season. Uh, yes, Kyler Murray, he, he has it. He got He's in a system that works for him. Now you add possibly, arguably, the best wide receiver in the NFL to his to his arsenal with a veteran Larry Fitzgerald. He could do, a, he could do some big things this year. All right. So, and I agree with you there. Uh, he's definitely someone to watch for. Um, possibly in that MVP candidate um, candidacy. So definitely want to, you know, keep an eye on him. Let's take a look. Let me ask you this. Out of the top 10, that's of the quarterbacks that are already on the top 10 list right now. Who do you think should not be on there? I have a feeling who you going for, but I'm going to let you, I'm going to let you speak on it. I do too. I think I know he's going to say. Okay. This is hard. This is really hard. And this might, this might shock some people. People are going to think I'm going to go for Matthew Stafford. No, I think he's been kind of mm-hmm. underrated his whole career. He's, I think he's a really good mm-hmm. quarterback. The person who should not be in that top ten is take your pick. We're going to pick one of these 40-year-olds, Drew Brees or Tom Brady. Oh, man, you got me. I... And it's not saying the top five historically. It's the top five in 2020, top ten in 2020. It says heading into 2020, so yeah. Yeah, yeah so yeah. Mm-hmm. Got you, got you. Okay. Alex, what do you think? Well, they got number one right, and then I think they kind of dropped the ball there. These guys that are putting this list together, they are not good at their job. I could do it then. If that's the case, let me be an exec in the NFL. I could kind of scout this town a little better than they can because clearly they don't know what they're talking about here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, Matthew Stafford should probably be a little higher. Dak Prescott. I think it's fair to say he's about seven, right? Carson Wentz is a top five QB in the NFL. If these execs are going off of the injuries and it's terrible because if you're going purely off talent of a healthy player, he's at at least five. Come on. He's at least five. Okay. He's doing what he's doing more than what Matthew Stafford can do. He's doing more than Dak can do. He's doing more than Tom Brady. Didn't have no weapons last year. You saw what happened. Mm-hmm. So, um, Lamar Jackson is different, you know, but Drew Brees, same thing. He's way more talented than Drew Brees at this point in his career. So, <sighs> they, they, I don't know what they're doing at ESPN, man, but um, I would, I would move Dak to seven. I'd probably, I would take, I would put Drew Brees 10 and I would take Tom Brady off. And I'm going to tell you why I take Tom Brady off. Because Tom Brady is contingent on everything going completely perfect 100%. Right? It has to go, like, he can't have no injuries. He can't have it. All his weapons got to be stopped this year. Have to outperform. Because he, he ain't who he used to be, right? So, I would – and they're going off of everything working 100% in Tampa Bay. And it might not, right? Russell Wilson is at a good spot. 
Aaron Rodgers, I can see being bumped to probably four. I would put Deshaun Watson at three. Um, and I'm going to tell you, based on everything else, I, th- I think it looks pretty good. Again, I think I think Dak should be 10, Stafford nine. Um, anybody left off? Uh, um, I don't know. I th- I think I think they right. I think they got it right. I don't think anybody's left off. Kyle Murray still has that. I, I wouldn't put any rookie on there. That he was a rookie last year, right? Right. So I wouldn't put yeah. a rookie on there just because you need to see a little bit more. So I think it's right. I don't think anybody got snubbed off the list. I mean, maybe you could say Big Ben. Because if he's healthy this year, he's at least a top ten QB. So, eh, mm-hmm. eh, eh. I don't well, know, man. I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. See, my my list is different. I I, I look at the QB position, um, totally different than what a lot of people do. I look at it from, can you make? Can, first of all, can you run an offense? Okay, that's a lot of times you'll hear the word game manager as a negative connotation. That's completely false. Okay, game manager is a great thing. Okay, can you run an offense? That's number one. Number two, if can you extend plays? Can you make off script plays? Right. And number three, can you still? Can, can you put the team on your back or the offense on your back? And if, if a wide receiver goes down, if your running back goes down, if your tight end goes down, if a star right tackle, your star left tackle, or your center, if someone goes down, can you still keep that train rolling? So those are the three things that I look at, man. Of course, health is a huge part of that. Um, so that's how I look at stuff. My rankings are different. First of all, I love Patrick Mahomes, man. And I think he's a beast. Um, I love him too, man. I, I think I think he's a beast, but I, I think it's too it's too much going on, man. I think people are putting him somewhere that he has not earned yet. If you're get if you're telling me I have Andy Reid calling the plays, I got Tyreek Hill, I got Travis Kelsey, I got Sammy Watkins, I got Miko Hardman, and that offensive line. Man, give me Russell Wilson quick, fast, and in a hurry. Russell Wilson is putting up numbers and punishing defenses with no offensive line, no running game, and one ride receiver. He just got Metcalf last year. But that doesn't necessarily mean he's better than Patrick Mahomes. Man, listen to what I'm saying to you, okay? Russell one of the things that Patrick Mahomes said was, yeah, I haven't, I haven't really learned how to read defenses yet. Right. Russell Wilson can read defenses, dog. He can run your offense, no matter what offense you have in the NFL, he can run your offense. He can go through your reads. And if all those reads are taken, he can make off script plays. Patrick Mahomes has admitted Hey man, yeah, you know I'm pretty much playing backyard football, man. I can't, I haven't learned to read defenses yet. Okay, that says so, a lot. That says a lot, man. That says that even no, that, not having that, that, he still looks as amazing as he does. Nah, nah, nah. That's not what that says. What that says is, 
I don't know how to read defenses. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> that's what that, that's that's what he's saying, man. Like I said, Russell Wilson has been doing this for years, man. He has been doing everything Patrick Mahomes has been doing without the stuff that Patrick Mahomes said. One of the things you said about Dak Prescott was, yeah, man, well, he's got a great old line. He's got wide receivers. He's got the running back and all that stuff, and he has an average Q, uh, 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 head coach. So we're going to take that same energy, and we're going to look at the Chiefs. You have a Hall of Fame coach, one of the best play callers to have ever coached from the sidelines in Andy Reid. Okay, you got the fastest wide receiver in the NFL right now, Tyreek Hill. You got the best tight end in the NFL right now, Travis Kelsey. Okay, you got a good, you got probably a top two or three number two wide receiver in Sammy Watkins. Okay, you got all that stuff, man. You got all that. So we got to, we got to, we got to, we got to take a pause, man. If you, let me ask you this. Yeah, but but, Dude, but but hold on, hold on, hold on. He did have the de- the le- Legion of Boom, right? No, 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 no. How long has the Legion of Boom been gone, man? I'm just saying. How long has it been I'm over? Just saying though, but when he had them, when they were at the peak of their their uh, their you know aptitude of being a uh, co- cohesive unit, what happened? The reason why they lost the Super Bowl though, that that they won a Super Bowl number one. Well, Number the two, the the, the 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 one the one they lost. Let's 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 discuss that. Let's discuss that boneheaded call by Pete Carroll, who is a defensive coach. See, that's another thing that we're not talking about here. You look at these teams and these quarterbacks putting up these numbers. The ones that are putting up these numbers, a majority of them have offensive minded coaches. You can look at Carson Wentz. Okay? Look at Lamar. You can look at Drew Brees. Okay? You can look at Patrick Mahomes. They got they got offensive-minded coaches. Russell Wilson is putting up numbers and doing damage with a defensive coach, bro. <laughs> see, that's what I'm trying to tell you guys, man. I know. Like, I see what you're saying. I you can't... You. Russell Wilson... And, and listen, and, and, and hear me on this. He does not. His offensive line is one of the five worst in the entire NFL. Son, they just got him a running back this year with Chris Carson. They have been looking for somebody since Marshawn Lynch. Man, Doug Baldwin's gone. Jimmy Graham didn't work out. So again, like he and, and mind you, again. He has a defensive-minded head coach and still – let me ask you this, and this will, this will complete it. Do you think if you switched Patrick Mahomes and put him on Seattle and, can, and put Russell in Kansas City, does Kansas City miss a beat? This is, this is how you tell – this is the ultimate litmus test. When, you can, when you're ranking quarterbacks, this is the ultimate test. This is how you do it. I'm giving my listeners, I'm giving you guys the cheat code. If you take Russell Wilson and put him on Kansas City, do they miss a beat? Think about that. I think no. They do. I think they'll do. Thank you. But on mm -hmm. the flip side, on the flip side, I think Kansas. I think Seattle with with um, Patrick Mahomes would be just a tick better because of his talent. He can make. I think I say this. I say this. Contrary to which, I I think you're right, Liz. But I say if you were a in the draft right now, 
right? The NFL, all of a sudden, for some freak reason, had to redraft every player to every team, right? Based off this year's draft, that's how you get your pick. When you have the first pick in the NFL draft to redraft every player, who's the first person coming off the board? I, before I answer that question, I need the particulars. Is it for career going forward, or is it just – is it's, it they're saying – you got one year. You got one year for 2020. That's the last NFL season ever. So we're gonna give you a draft. You got one player to pick. Is is it that way, or, or, or what's the criteria here? Yeah, we're saying that this. we're saying that like this, like the NFL got to some uh, a good bargaining agreement or something where um, I don't know that every player had to be redrafted because they left out some. Or some code, something written in the legislative from ten years ago, saying that after the end of twenty twenty, every player has to be redrafted. I don't. Know. Oh, okay, okay. So, okay, I got you. So, at the end of twenty twenty, you got to redraft again. So we're 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 basically saying you you can draft for this one season of twenty twenty. If you're asking, if you're giving me the number one pick for just the twenty twenty season, right. I'm taking Russell Wilson. That's easy. crazy, bro. That's crazy. Easy. Easy money. Easy. If you're telling me who I can take for the next 12 to 15 years, yes, I will take Patrick Mahomes. But for one season, again, you guys, Russell Wilson doesn't get the love he deserves, man. And I get it. He's in the Pacific Northwest. We don't even watch him. Russell Wilson is a monster, man. He's a monster. And Nate. I think it's his size. I think it's his size that, that draws people back from him because he's like and, and and let me and, and, and he's good. Yeah, he, he, he is. is. He's great, bro. At worst, he's number two in the league. But again, to go back to what Steven said about he thinks that Seattle would be a little bit better. I don't think so because you don't have a Tyreek Hill. You don't have that. You don't have a Travis Kelsey. <laughs> you don't have a Sammy Watkins. And you want to know what's okay. Let's just let's just take those elements out of it. You don't have Andy Reid calling the plays. Andy Reid is a better play caller than anyone Seattle has by twenty miles, easily. Okay. So again, but but not the, but not the crap of Seattle. The Seattle got um got DK Metcalf who is who's on track to be that top a top five receiver in the league if he. Progresses the way he looks like he's going to be, and um, what's the get the kid's name? It's his name. You're is talking Steve. about Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. Yes, Tyler Lockett. Yeah, he can be a a Tyreek Hill type player. I think he is a Tyreek ne- Hill type player. Not ne- Tyreek neither, Hill, neither one of them. He's of that Neither show. one of them can hold Tyreek Hill. Neither one of them. Let's not kid ourselves. I think. Yeah, no, 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 I think I think DK is good. He's good. He's he's learning. Russell just got him. I don't even think DK had a thousand yards. He didn't. He wasn't. He didn't even have a thousand yards. He did start breaking out to like the second part of the season. True. So I mean, I don't know, man. That's just I. Like I said, I've seen Russell Wilson do it with nothing, man. So if you put if you if he's doing it with nothing and you take him and put him in Kansas City, it's curtains with Andy Reid. Curtains. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I can agree to that. Wes. Uh, like time, I said, is, look at it like this. Yeah. Though, look at it like this. If you're, if you, you're the Eagles, right? You could pick one QB 
it's the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. You're down 14 points. Who would you feel more comfortable with that can bring you back 14 points and win the game for you? Russell, feel, I'm taking I'm, Russell Wilson, man. But I'm just saying, I feel 10% more confident. Just 10% more. I don't, man. With Patrick. That, that's I don't. Why, that's, that's, I, why I don't. I, that's where I get this. You know where I'm at with this? Before this before this discussion, I was all, all with Patrick Mahomes. But I see your point, Les, about Russell Wilson because experience matters. Man. But, but, but it's not but It's, it's not, not like he's 36. Up. It's not like he's 40 years old like Tom Brady. Going into but he's an experienced quarterback. That makes who's, sense. The, who's, your, who's your top 10 going into 2020? If this was going into that that two years they came off those Super Bowl trips, then yeah, I would say Russell Russell Wilson. I'm not saying he's not good. I'm saying he's not the number two, but he's the number two because Patrick Mahomes. I just think, and it's close. It's a ten to twenty percent. I would give him the edge just off of the simple fact that if I need a good, my number one go to that I'm building my team around the best QB in the league. It's Patrick Mahomes. There's things he can do that Russell Wilson can't. I haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Bro, I, I haven't seen it. You seen you seen Russell Wilson do a no look pass. A no look pass, man. Really? <laughs> really, bro? Really? <laughs> Come on, man. Come you on. You see him look to the camera and Come nah. on, son. But no, in all seriousness, though. Arm strength. Patrick Mahomes is a stronger thrower. Oh yeah, yeah. He has a stronger arm. He has a stronger arm, but and, again, and he's bigger and he's bigger. His his athletic build is he's bigger. I mean, he, yeah, he he's bigger. But the thing about it is, like I said, what makes Patrick Mahomes? Okay, let me before before I get that, let me go back to Carson Wentz for a quick second. Carson Wentz had a great campaign in 2017. We already know this. One of the things I noticed about him, and I said it back then, if I can find it, I will post it. I said, you know what? As good as Carson Wentz is playing right now, he's only at 50% of his potential because his plays are coming off of extensions or broken plays. That's where he excelled at, right? He didn't run the actual offense. Oftentimes, more often than He did not run Doug Peterson or Frank Wright's offense the way it was supposed to be run. Nick Foles actually ran the offense better, but we know he was not the better quarterback. Now, I I say that to say this is why I've, I've put Carson Wentz is in my top five because this past season, 2019 season, to me, from start to finish, was Carson Wentz's best NFL season because he actually he actually played the quarterback position the way it was supposed to be played. Like, if you go back to 2017, right, the very first touchdown he threw was to Nelson Aguilar in Washington. You guys remember that broken play? Okay, if you go back and watch that play again, that play was actually supposed to be a check down to Darren Sproles. He's supposed to be a three-step drop. And he's supposed to ding it to, to Darren Sproles for anywhere between seven to ten yards in a first down. But he did. He missed. He totally missed it. He totally missed it. 
and it ended up being a broken play. And yes, we scored on it, and it looks great. When you get that tape back, you're like, bro, that's where it's supposed to go. You know what I'm saying? So go back to 2018, okay? Let's talk about the Carolina Panthers game, all right? Carson went through an interception to end that game, okay? What everyone talks about is, oh, man, you had Wendell Smallwood open in the flats. Why didn't you pass it to him? Because he didn't run the offense. If he would have ran the offense and hit that chuck down, that's an easy first down. We got four more plays. We win that game. No, I, Les, I agree. I think that's something Wentz has to work on, actually, is he did, he's not willing to take the check down as much. He's willing to – But he, he did that this year. He did that this season, though. Right, and you're right. That's what I was going to say. You're right. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, he, he definitely got better. So, you know, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent, but like I said, I have Russ number one. I have Mahomes two. I have Lamar number three. As long as he keeps Greg Roman who's the offensive coordinator that deals with that type of talent. You know, he had Kaepernick balling at an all-time high when they went to the Super Bowl back in 12. Um, long as Lamar keeps Greg Roman and he works on his passing game, he'll stay a top three, top two quarterback in the NFL. Um, if he leaves him, he's plummeting. It's a wrap for him. Yeah. Um, I got A-Rod at number four. He can still get it done. I got Carson Wentz at number five. Got Deshaun Watson. He's got the same issue, the same issue that Carson had, and he's got the same issue that Patrick Mahomes had a little bit. I have him at number six. I have Matty Ice at number seven, Dak at number eight. I have Stafford at nine, and Cam Newton is still a top-ten quarterback. He was having a great season before he got hurt um, in 2018 and then 2019. So that's where I'm at with it, man. QB who got snubbed from this list. Um, man, I, I kind of like Kirk Cousins, man. I kind of like him, man. Um, he's around 11 to me right now. Um, I'm gonna, I, I was going to give Cam and Matt Stafford the, 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 the okay over him for now, but I like Kirk Cousins. Um, player who should not be on this list, I agree with Steven and Alex. I believe it was Alex who said it. I apologize. Uh, Tom Brady should not be on that list, man. There's um, too many unknowns, man. Too many. You just don't know what's going to. Everybody thinks it's going to go fluid, but you never know. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, sorry about that, man. Kept that topic a little bit longer than it should have been. I want to apologize for the listener. L- let me ask you one one thing, and you can sure. move on to the next one. Um, if Patrick Mahomes goes this season, Balls out, gets another MVP. Mm-hmm. Okay, obviously Lamar was the because Lamar can't do the same thing again and get the MVP. So say, Patty balls out, gets the MVP again, puts up crazy numbers, goes to the Super Bowl, wins another Super Bowl. Would you say at that at that point he is? better than Russell like you would put Yeah, I, I would I would say it at that point. Yeah, okay. cuz then okay. yeah, because now because what you have is you have his flaws of not learning a defense. You 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 have his strength, his strengths outweighing his flaws and it's consistent. You okay. understand what I'm saying? Yeah, so you so you have that. So let me ask you this on the flip side. Let's say Russell Wilson wins the MVP, goes to and wins the Super Bowl. You still taking Patrick Mahomes? If if Russell Wilson could do it with this team, the team he has right now and has had since the Bo- Legion of Boom got dismantled, 
I always felt was just a good playoff team. I didn't ever feel like it was like a Super Bowl winning team. So if he can still get them to a Super Bowl and actually win it, then Russell Wilson is the most underrated QB since. No, nah, that wasn't the question. But, but yeah, the question. I don't know if I put him. I don't know if I see. See, you see what I'm saying? See what I'm it saying? Would, it would be tough. It would be tough to say, but it would probably be right. You know what I'm saying? It'd be tough to say because you're like, oh, Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, but it would probably be correct. You know what I'm saying? So absolutely, I'd have to, I'd have to swallow the pill. I don't want to. I wouldn't want to put it on just on. If you win the Super Bowl, that automatically makes you the best quarterback. Because what if Seattle wins the Super Bowl, but Mahomes has a year like he had two years ago, and they lose no. in the AFC title he's game, saying, but he still throws fifty touchdowns or something like that, all the way to the Super Bowl, winning it. You know, it it's, yeah. would be hard to do, and would speak a lot to Stevens. Stevens, that 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 was a great question, man. I mean, I, I mean, we just have to cross that bridge when we come to it. That's, I mean, that's definitely something I didn't yeah. consider. Um. And that's a great question, man. That's something that had to be tabled to see if it happens. But of course, Seattle's in the NFC. They ain't going nowhere as long as the Eagles are here. <laughs> yeah, well, remember we said to that, to that. that. Yeah, oh yeah, we we spanking them week week thirteen. Y'all get ready for that. Uh, but um, speaking of Seattle, the next topic we're going to talk about Brian Baldinger or Baldies. Uh, tweet that he sent out this morning um, about the Philadelphia Eagles possibly getting better this week and telling the fans to hold on. Uh, and I mentioned Seattle because it's a former player who played in Seattle last year who is the hot take um, and is being linked to the Philadelphia Eagles. And I'm talking about Davian Clowney. Um so let's talk about this, guys. I mean, what do you guys really make of this tweet by Baldy, man? I I saw it, man, and 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 initially I got excited. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah. I just don't know what to expect. It's it's so many rumors involving the Philadelphia Eagles with players, man. I have no idea, man. Um, so Alex, let me ask you, man, what what do you think um this could possibly mean? Well, as much as I love Baldy and I love his breakdowns, man, he has great uh, breakdowns. He has great energy. I have to say, man, I think this is smoke and mirrors. I'm going to be that negative Nancy, you know what I'm saying? You know me. I'm always giving y'all the, I don't think that's going to happen. You know, we've talked about a lot of stuff, and I was always like, I'll never forget me and Les were talking. I was like, bro, we're not going to win it. We're not going to beat the Vikings. And and Les was like, the year we won a Super Bowl 17, Les was like, Oh, we gonna go in there, <laughs> no, you know, hey, you remember that? And I was, like, I had a feeling, bro. And I, I, I it like, damn, he was right, <laughs> bro. I, I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna tell you what when I knew really quick. Sorry, real quick, Stephen. I'm gonna tell you when I knew. Somebody sent me a clip of the people, the the fans were already at the stadium. You know, hours before the game, they were already inside. I'm not talking about tailgating. I'm talking about actually inside the stadium at their seats like hours before the game. Oh my and the the stadium was already rocking. Yeah, the energy and was right. the energy was and somebody sent a clip around of someone was on the other side of the river. Like and they could hear it. They just they put the camera phone 
over to the link, and it was and it had to be a good two or three miles away. You, you saw the link in the distance, Dang. and you could hear the crowd chanting E A G L E from about two or three miles away. You could hear that joint. When I saw that, they were and, and the caption of that video was, "Man, I don't know how Minnesota is going to handle this tonight." And when I saw that video, like now, mind you guys, I'm I'm on the phone. When I saw that video, the chills that went through my arms and my body, I knew. I said, "Oh, they ain't got no shot. They getting punished." I said, "Cause that 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 entered that." Let me tell you something. I've been to probably 10 Philadelphia Eagles games. I would say, I believe three of them in Philadelphia. Let me tell you that energy that night. And I was at home. I was not at the game, man. I was ready to jump through a wall. I was getting ready to go suit up. I was getting ready to, I I don't know, man. I was just like, Oh, it's by whatever means tonight. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, you ain't told no lies, bro. Cause, I'm gonna tell you right now, I, that that's kind of what I think of at this point because I'm like, I'm always the person that's like, it ain't gonna happen. Or we ain't gonna trade for this person, or anything like that. But that night, I never forget when they were doing the little clip of them warming up, and, and it was a bunch of the running backs. I think. Oh, uh, the Meek Mill joint. Yo, they was yo, they were. I've never seen players that excited to play a football game. I mean, they're usually excited, but they were like, they were like. You could give me the ball right now, and I'm running through the state. Like, they were just so, so, uh, so getting to that basically is what I'm getting at is I can never be too, too wrong, but I'm going to go off and say they're not going to, it's going to be a move that to us is kind of minuscule, but for some reason, Baldy thinks it's a big, big deal. Maybe we, I don't know, maybe we get some new uniforms or something, you know what I'm saying? So, but I don't think, I can't see Adams coming. And uh, in, in, in Dockway, wherever his name is, that seems like a pipe dream. And Clowney, I don't know, man. I just it'd be nice, but uh, again, Howie Roseman never. Howie Roseman is holding on to those pearls, man. He don't want like the pearls go. He he he's holding on to his pocketbook. He's not letting no more money out. So I don't think it's anything important, man. Uh, Steve, be be the be the opposite side of what I think. <laughs> <laughs> well. If it comes to Clowney, down to being Clowney, because I ha- have heard some rumblings throughout the week that Clowney could um, be coming our way. If that's the case, I hope that, and Howie's a smart guy. He'll probably do like a one-year, $10, million deal, basically a approve-it deal, so he can go ahead and get his big money somewhere else next year. And I would hope, in, and, and I would hope that he would perform well enough to do that if he's in the Eagles uniform. So that's probably my guess that it would be Clowney signing for one year, maybe ten, eleven million dollars, maybe more incentives in there to you know, so that he plays plays well for us. I don't see Jamal Adams because as we talked about earlier, the price is just way too high for him. And when it comes to Ngakwe, hmm, I guess it depends on what the trade would be, what Jacksonville would be asking for. If it's too much, Howie's not going to do it. Just like he did not do it with anybody else. Yeah, I brought him up, Alex. 
<laughs> oh man, that's a that's a topic. <laughs> Ooh. I mean, but 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 he said a lot better. So I would take Clowney on a one year mm-hmm. prove it deal for dollars. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping that's what I'm hoping it is. I don't see us trading for Jamal Adams. The price is too high, and if it's in Akway, that'll be cool as long as we Jacks. Bro, if it's but him, I know or how he's Eli, not going to so. break the bank. Oof. I mean, bro, I'm going to tell you right now. If, I mean, I ain't going to lie to you, man. I got excited but tweet, man. I did, man. I mean, if if it can be clowny, I'm good with that. If it could be a trade for Ngakwe, long as it's not nothing crazy, I'm I'm definitely good with that. Um, I just, I don't want to touch Jamal Adams, man. I I just don't. Um, Jets are going to want a, f- a future first and another first, and then we got to pay him fourteen, fifteen million out. Nah, nah not fourteen. Yeah. I'm not, not on Jamal not, either. Yeah, I'm just, I'm not that. Um, one of the things, man, <laughs> I, and and Alex touched on it earlier. He he was he's right though. Watch it be something, man. We just <laughs> hang, we hang. Right. Oh, the Eagles are bringing Shady McCoy back. Or, I was about to say, it's going to be McCoy. Or, or Jason Peters. I'm like, or, or, or Benny Curry. I'm like, oh, my Lord. So, um, <laughs> that's just where I'm at. And I, I'm, I'm anxious just as anybody else is, man. Me personally, if I had to guess, gun in my head, I, I'm, I think they're going to sign Judavian and Clowney. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm along the lines of what Steven said. I'm one year, anywhere between seven to 10 million. Um, heavy incentives. Hey, man, you get eight sacks. You know, let's say a base salary of six million. Um, if you get eight sacks, that's an extra million. And every sack you get after that is two hundred and fifty thousand. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, that's <clears throat> that that that's my thought process on it, man. Um, love to see it happen, but who knows? Um. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, with that being said, I want to introduce the listeners to our brand new take segment. It's called Turner's Top Take. Today, my boy Alex, star, he's going to discuss the report dates of our Eagles to training camp, okay? He's going to let you guys know all the information that you need to know. He's going to give his thoughts on that. Alex, go ahead and take it away, buddy. Oh, man. Turn the stop takes. I appreciate it. Happy that you guys are listening to my segment here. I just want to say, if they do get a deal done, okay, and that's what Baldy's talking about, I hope they get in, if they do get in, in, in Guacua, I hope they get your boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they get your boy uh, Roswell Douglas. I hope they trade him <laughs> and a cheesesteak. <laughs> I hope they send that man off the Eagles, Joe. You wild up, yo! Oh, I just want to say, have y'all seen? Have y'all seen the, the uh, player, all the Eagles players working out with? Uh, it's a dude that does a lot of footwork. Uh, he's like real famous. He's a trainer. He's kind of famous. 
I don't know yeah. his name right now. Yeah, it's, it's new to me. King, he works for cornerbacks. Yeah, but yo, it's like that needs to be my top take, yo, because he's worked with like four or five Eagles: Denard yeah. Avery, yep. Darius Slay. Yep. Okay. You know, yeah, he's got he's got Sydney he's got Sydney rolling too, bro. Can, hey, bro, Sydney. Oh my God. Yo, new, uh, hold on, hold on. New top yeah, take. New, new top take. Yeah. We, we can talk about the uh, player association and the COVID. We'll talk about it another time. Let's talk about this man right here and who he's been working with. He's been. The list is Darius Slay, Sydney Jones, Jernard Avery, and first of all, that man looked good. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, uh, we have him. Yeah, yeah. Good. Okay, so Jannard Avery, Dane's working with Trash Can Rosal Douglas. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then I want to say he worked with one other Eagles player, but it was like five Eagles players, and I was just like, yo, I was like pleasantly surprised. I don't know if it's because we're trash or secondary <laughs> trash, or like it shows the the growth and how everybody's getting so. New top take, man. I switched the script. Sorry, Les, you can get on. No, you good. You good, buddy. Let's, let's talk about that. That that that's a top take. How our players all you up to big money Darius Slay to um trash can Douglas. They all are working hard. And that and that's hard. and what they're working with is footwork, which is yeah. kind of like that's kind of like the basics. That's like if you get your footwork right, you'll see you'll see it on the field, you know what I'm saying? So I think that's I think that's my top take because that shows that there's a lot of players that are like, hey man, this year coming up, I I want to be better, I want to do better, I want to give better performance on the field, and I have been given. So that's my top take, and I want to hear from y'all too. What does that say about not only the the players for the Eagles, the second because a lot of them were defensive players. Obviously, it's footwork. Absolutely. So what does that say about them? What does that say about this year coming up? And what does it say about, um, you know, the outlook for the defense heading into 2020? I want to hear what y'all, y'all thoughts. And, I, and I'm going to do like Les. I'm going to do like Les. Les, go ahead. You, you kick it off, buddy. <laughs> My man, Alex, man. Hey, man, I appreciate that, buddy. Um, man, let's, let's, let's touch on it really quickly. Um, so, Eagles fans out there, I know you guys know uh, the cornerback guru – uh, Ronnie Braxton, okay, that's who Alex is referring to. He's worked with all the top cornerbacks, most notably Chris Harris Jr. Um, that year that they won the Super Bowl, man, um, when he was locking everything down. Who was he with that prior season? Mr. Braxton. So that's who Sidney Jones is working out with. Um, and he's got Sidney, I mean, he's got him grinding, man. Um, so definitely excited about that. Um, Darius Slay is working out with him as well a little bit. Um, man, listen, if we can get Sidney Jones to play to his status, oh, 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 I don't know anymore, man. I can't even discuss it, man. I'm telling you right now, if we get Sidney Jones, if we can get him to play to his status and we can have big play slate locking up number ones and we can have Sidney Jones locking up the number two and Nikel 
Coleman, Roman, Roby Coleman locking up the slot. It don't and don't let a sign clowning. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh, 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 okay. Take the Turner's top take. Take it away from me. Take it out of my hand. Even talk to me, dog. Uh, you know, you know one thing that did, that excites me about that. It shows yep. that these guys have a commitment to getting better. That with everything going on in the world, it's easy to be like, okay, I'm just gonna bunker down and isolate myself and and make sure I stay safe and don't catch this COVID or whatever. But these guys are out there. I'm sure they're still doing, taking all the precautions. Don't let's let's not <laughs> take that. Out the way, out the way. I'm sure they're still taking their precautions and everything, and social distancing and all of that good stuff. But the fact that they're out there, all working together—not just I'm working with my guy, I'm working with my guy, I'm working with my guy—but they all out there working with the same guy, getting that same tutelage and everything. Everybody's working together to for a common goal. That's that's a big sign, and it, I look for big things for my secondary this year. They're gonna be much improved. I didn't quite touch on it last week because I was. Um, I wanted to. I forgot after the fact. I remember that was a point I wanted to bring up about um, us um, with oh, yeah. secondary coach yeah. and how that was going to improve us. But this is another fact. This is another factor with that that's going to that shows that I think he's a good move. It's a good move for us to pick him up, and our secondary is going to be a lot better. And I and fact it's going to make our defense a lot man, better. Man, COVID, man. Look, I'm tired of you, man. You got to go away, boss. I need the NFL, dog. <laughs> I need the NFL. I need it. Yeah, man. I, I need it too. Because when I seen that many Eagles players work on him, I was like, either he's on to something, or uh, you know, uh, yeah, or, or, or big things are about to be popping. So, absolutely, uh, I'm curious to see how how that unfolds. So, that's Turner's top takes for this week. Appreciate you. All good, man. Hey, um, <clears throat> I want to take the time to thank our listeners. Um, for tuning in, man, we really appreciate you guys. Um, you guys are the reason for us doing what we do, man. Of course, we love the Philadelphia Eagles, but because of you guys, you give us this platform to discuss our favorite football team. So we appreciate you guys for that. I'm going to let Alex um, give you provide information for you guys so you can uh, subscribe. Yeah, thanks for listening to this episode. Uh, we officially are on apple podcast baby okay so i know you got an iphone in your pocket okay i know i, I know you got uh, itunes i know right next to the itunes app you want to see the purple apple podcast app you want to click that bad boy go to the search bar and type in bird gang you can find us okay and subscribe and and feel free to to like and leave us a five-star review if you can if you really enjoyed it we would love to have five-star review you can also get in that little comment section and ask us any question. The more questions we get, we're going to maybe do a Q&A episode. Uh, I think the guys would love that. So Absolutely. Taking time, take the time to do that for us. We're also on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and the Anchor app. If you want to go on uh, the uh, App Store and download Google, or excuse me, download Anchor. All right, so you can find us any any one of those places. Absolutely, absolutely. My man, Steven, I appreciate you, boss. Um, 
you know, always giving us the the the, 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 the Philadelphia Eagles scoop, man. Raw and uncut, Alex. I appreciate you, man. Uh, you keep me rolling, man. Talking about, hey, y'all know I'm negative, Nancy, man. Hey, man, I love that about you guys. Appreciate it, man. Uh, once again, to our listeners, thank you guys. Don't forget to tune in next week. We're gonna move our slot. Um, by 24 hours so instead of next Saturday night we're going to go ahead and move to next Sunday night um, in an effort to get prepared for the regular season should we have one to where we're going to bring you guys um, our thoughts of the previous game that day so make sure you tune in especially next Sunday night at 10pm hey Les yes let's real quick uh Final guess on the that Washington team projection. Of That's what, correct. Of, of what that name is going to be. Your final projection. I got you. I'm going with the Washington Red Wolves. Oh. <laughs> okay. I like that. I got him. What you think, Steven? Hmm. I think I'm leaning Washington Warriors. I saw some imagery for that that really works in. I think that's the mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Alex. All right. With my choice, I think I'm gonna go, and I want my money if I'm right. Washington trash cans. <laughs> ding 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 ding. ding. <laughs> I mean, that's nobody accurate. called you a liar, that's buddy. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I have to agree with that one. Um, yeah, because uh, and, and and for you Redskins listeners, let me let me. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said the name. Forgive me. Yeah, no, it's okay. Because when we had that last episode, I said it like four. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, you know, and that's fine. You know, let, let me just say this about you, <laughs> Landover losers. Okay. I don't care what you change your name to. We're gonna kick your ass in week number one. Okay. Don't get it twisted. I don't. Y'all gonna get a little hype. Oh yeah, we're the we're the Washington Warriors. Yeah. Yeah, we're the Washington uh, Red Wolves. Yeah, we're going to bite you guys. And you're going to probably do a little gar. You're probably going to do all that garbage. You're going to get your tail whooped in week one, okay? I don't care what you call yourselves, okay? Coming in, land over week one, and we're going to smash you. You understand that? I don't care who you are what you call yourselves any of y'all want any action hop up on this podcast leave your questions and comments i'll get right back i will sit there and reply to each and every one of you guys man number one because i don't like the redskins number two because i love you guys and i appreciate you guys for listening to us man and your continued support all right you guys have a good one bird gang we out go birds